This is the Fantasy Road Show. Oh, welcome in, everybody. Congratulations to the crew. Episode 100 in the books. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us. We are live. Live, 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 live. Yeah. We are live on YouTube at youtube.com slash sports ethos. This is the Fantasy Road Show. You can find me on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker Coles. To my uh, to the right is uh, you can find him at Coles underscore sports. Shane O'Mac on the bottom here. You can find him at S McCormick underscore FF. Make sure you follow the show while you're at it at Fantasy Road Show. And don't forget to check out the Substack, the Fantasy Roadshow.substack.com. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.rule1proteins.com. Enter promo code Roadies40 at checkout for 40% off. Boys, how we doing? Episode 100. Calls, did you ever think we were going to get here, first of all? Uh, when we started doing two-a-days preseason, then yes, I did think we would get here faster than we had imagined originally. Yeah, um, yeah crazy. Uh, it's crazy to say we just started June 26, so what, four months ago? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's been a pretty wild ride. Shane, Shane O'Mac sent us a video um, on Slack today, <laughs> <laughs> which was like right when I got down to Austin, which might have been one of the first few episodes, like Dynasty Rankings, and the beginning was so, so funny. Um, <laughs> it was, Coles was literally going like pointing at Chuck, like, start it started <laughs> yeah it was um well, i think probably one of our first youtube episodes and um i didn't edit it i totally forgot to edit it and just posted it and the beginning we were just uh trying to get it right with the song and then we couldn't and then it was just uh it was a lot of it was a lot of nonsense it was fun looking back on it now it feels so long ago <laughs> yeah so, i mean yeah. we've learned a ton i think like we still have so much to learn but like try we're starting to kind of figure out you know what it is we are doing or wanting to do you know yeah um, it's been fun it's been super fun super time consuming um we're oh, excited yeah. to yeah um but yeah completely worth it you know not even a question there um, no it's 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 probably the best part of my days you know i spend time on the road i'm currently in the truck i'll give you guys a little uh here there we go. Um, I am at a truck stop right now uh, in Connecticut. I just grabbed my back haul. I'll be on my way back to Lansing, Michigan here tomorrow. So uh, I, this this week has been brutal, but I'm glad we're here. Uh, we're talking uh, red light, green light week eight. You guys ready? You guys you guys ready for this? Yeah. Um, be awesome. Yeah. So I'm actually just got sidetracked. I wanted to look up Michigan State schedule to see if you're going to have any. <laughs> any, any Lansing traffic? Yeah, did you hear about what they did? That their jumbotron. They had a picture of Hitler over there. So I don't know if I'm going over. I don't know if I'm going Lansing, Michigan to go to a Michigan State game, and Michigan too. Michigan's dealing with their bullshit too with uh, uh, their their own spy gate. So uh, it, it's a very they're out they're out of town anyways. They're in, in Minnesota. It's a very interesting town. Um, I've yes. done some business there, um, and I'll say like. It's just an odd town dealing with any anything Lansing, like taxes don't make sense. Every, nothing makes sense there. 
yeah. all the way to the point where like college is growing. Uh, a lot of developers are coming in town, building student housing there. And then they just pass some law that in order to develop a new nice student living community, you are required to have a percentage of that be seniors as if like students and seniors would ever want to coexist. <laughs> so like it was their way of like trying to not improve the town. Uh, it, it, very interesting place, but yeah. Um, I think everyone, everyone kind of can catch on to that with all the different scandals and the whatever it's just interesting down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so episode 100, I, we've been talking about like what we wanted to do. I think, um, you know, Shane wanted to kind of spearhead asking us some questions. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll start. I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of just thank a few people of why, like how we got here, um, and like how we started and, um, where we see things heading. Ryan and I actually haven't had this conversation yet. <laughs> we, we talk every day, obviously, but like haven't had the conversation of like where we see things heading. So that's going to be a little bit conversational. Um, and then, I mean, I want to hear, I would love to hear from roadies um, and how we can create better content, how we could get better content out uh, and that kind of thing as well. So I, I don't know how we're going to, uh, do that but you know whether it's people popping in and asking questions or us leading that after this episode by posting it and being like we want to hear from you what can we do you know but anyways yeah, yeah so uh first person to think is over there truck i don't know <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh he's i mean obviously he's done an amazing job like you could look at our first episode when I think he played and stopped the intro song like four times and I'm like, yeah, restart cool. it. We'll edit that out. <laughs> I was like, Motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's done an incredible job learning all the different softwares, um, you know, Streamyard, how to implement Twitter live, YouTube live, just it, literally everything. I, I don't have a brain for that kind of stuff. And I try to help him as much as I can, but it's basically all truck um I, there's we're gonna there will come a time pro hopefully probably gonna be postseason to be honest but where we like come up with a better way to streamline things um yeah. but um as for now i mean he's kept it all together he's the reason why this podcast has been successful and and it, it stays together so First of all, truck, thank you. It's been a good, it's been a wild ride. Um, Shane <laughs> O'Mac, Shane O'Mac is someone who clearly consumed our content, like started off, was one of the roadies that we heard from most, just kind of gets it. And then we, I, I know truck will agree with me with this, but literally had Shane O'Mac on, and like I knew immediately, literally right away, I knew. <laughs> That, like it just the chemistry that he had and like he just gets it right like he consumed the content enough to have jokes that fit right in but also like the chemistry that us three had together clicked and was very easy adds so much knowledge both fantasy wise but just like knowing how to market things and 
um, fits extremely well with the podcast. So Shane O'Mac, thank you. Thank you guys. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. And then of course the roadies sports ethos. I mean, sports ethos. I had, uh, I, I had been doing a little bit of stuff, um, with the wagering division, just kind of like seeing what was going on, reached out to Dan Vespris, um, on Twitter. Um, and yeah, one thing led to another, there was an opening on the fantasy football, um, the, the fantasy football podcast, the flagship podcast of sports ethos, uh, kind of threw our hat in the ring and they, you know, took a chance on, uh, trucking myself with zero like experience or portfolio to send them. I still remember that first phone call. He's, Hey, Ryan, you want to start a, a fantasy football podcast? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Let's do this. So yeah, it's been fun, man. Yeah, I mean, we 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 like we'll get into that, but we we talked about it, um, you know, and just kind of like shot the idea around, and you know, here we are a hundred episodes later. But um, but yeah, so Ethos has been incredible, um, you know, supporting us and just like giving us the platform to do what we love. Um, so thank you, Sports Ethos, uh, and Dan and Keith and um, everyone that. Um, you know, has helped us the entire, the entire NFL division has been great. Like just, if you need anything, what can we do coming on, um, to be guests, just, you know, we're all kind of in this together, growing this together. So that's been great. Um, <clears throat> and then rule one, of course, our first sponsor. Um, yeah, that's, uh, we're kind of in the, in the, uh, beginning stages with rule one, um, my shirt other side there you go yeah um <laughs> so it, it, and obviously like they're in the supplement space they have like rule one athletes um but in a weird way like those worlds kind of connect you know uh, everyone plays fantasy football um you know uh, it, it, they you know they i think the world as a whole has just taken kind of more of like a health and fitness wave over the past however many years but you know sports include football players, people who work out, people who used to play football, whatever. So, you know, Tony Costello, a good friend of mine, uh, really liked and saw uh, a future in what we're doing and, you know, like what we're trying to do here. So um, he, you know, took a chance of partnering up and putting his brand next to ours and seeing where things could grow. So, um, I mean, that's, it's an incredible gesture. And we're, I, I know just like myself, how I am, how Ryan is, how Shane is like, we're going to blast and put them in the best light and just like, you know, do our best to uh, make sure that that chance they took on us is going to pay off for, um, for them. And they're going to be proud of the work that we do. Um, and, you know, like I just said, putting their logo next to ours. Uh, but anyways, enough of that. Um, I just wanted to kind of say that to start off the episode um but uh yeah i love it um shane i know you you were talking uh yesterday you were saying uh you were gonna prepare some questions i am uh, i so, am so why don't you go ahead and hit us uh, those, those questions and then uh, we'll get into some fantasy football all right let me put my jeremy shep hat on and uh <laughs> okay so let's just for all the roadies out there just tell us give us a brief background how did the two of you guys meet first time meet what's the backstory there 
uh calls you want you want to take it or you want me to do it you go ahead i'm interested um yeah so from my recollection um this was a very long time ago back in middle school baseball um i had uh, i was on this baseball team with uh, mike and his brother pat and uh, we were really really good at baseball our team was like we we won a lot and we just didn't care much so we would just goof around a lot and um and from then on we just were became really good friends um, and we would bond through sports. Uh, we were in the same group of friends. So uh, constantly, that was right around the time when we started fantasy football. Uh, and I know I didn't play with Mike right away in fantasy football, but later on as we uh, got older and more leagues started developing, uh, we were definitely in the mix. So um, that's kind of how we started, and we've just kind of been kept uh, you know, in contact ever since. Uh, but I don't know, Coles, what would you have to add to that? Yeah, so – fan it uh, for so middle school baseball um and yeah honestly i don't like remember I, I, my brain isn't great in terms of like remembering details from back then um but i know that we met middle school baseball i'd say probably or maybe even younger what yeah we went least. we went to different we went to different schools so it wasn't really like uh we knew each other early on but uh yeah it was probably well, around age of like uh 14 right yeah i'd uh, say even maybe before then um i mean it was probably like sixth seventh grade yeah something like that so however old you are at that point but um so what 12 i guess i don't know it's crazy um <laughs> but anyway so yeah we're both from the western suburbs of chicago lombard villa park kind of that whole area um west 20 miles west of chicago and yeah. we always went to different middle schools high schools um but we played in the same league. So uh, the, the, this baseball league that, that trucks mentioning, and I would say the same exact thing is like our personalities were both just kind of goofballs. So naturally like those types of people just attract one another. And we just like probably made it hell for, um, for our coach at times. Oh, our coach, our coach hated us. Definitely made he it hell us. for like opposing teams, like just, just you know causing mayhem but yeah um but yeah so always kept in touch and I, I i would say that both of us are the kind of person that like are really good at keeping in touch with with people and we're both extremely social so like i had friends at the catholic high school that i went to i had friends at all the different public schools around everyone that i played sports with growing up and in truck played football with like a lot of guys that i played basketball with and that kind of thing so I'd always kept in touch. And then, yeah, I mean, literally when we say fantasy football is probably the reason why we're like as close and stayed in touch and friends to this day, that's like what kept us together. And literally was those leagues. Cause of course, like I went to school at LSU uh, truck was in, at, at ISU for a little bit. And you're just, and he would come home from time to time. I would get him a couple jobs here and there. Uh, yeah. I, more than a few times we worked together at different places. Yeah, that's so, right. Uh, we didn't even strike, mention that. Yeah. Uh, Lucky Strike, Jameson's. Uh, I was his boss at one point, too. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was amazing. Fun, uh, the yeah, best was boss, boss ever. <laughs> I wasn't uh, a very good boss, put it there, put it that way. But yeah, we had a lot of fun at, the, at that bar. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of stories like then working together, whether it was summer break, winter break. Uh, you know, I bartended for Ryan at one point. We worked just kind of like running table, just different service industry jobs um so all of the craziness between that and 
just being in our young 20s and being idiots. <laughs> yeah, it was nonsense. But yeah, that's that's basically the story of Coles and I. All right. So next question, I'll, I'll go individual. Coles, let's start with you. What is one thing people and roadies would be surprised if they knew about you? Surprised. <laughs> uh, I My like go-to answer that I've realized I should probably just automatic go-to in this is that like I've never set an alarm. So I just wake up, <laughs> my brain just like turns on and I just like wake up every morning. Um, so, you know, there's been times where I have a 5 a.m. flight and my brain just turns on at 3.30. I don't like set. I just kind of have a really accurate internal clock. I don't know. That's just like my go-to. Like if you're saying your name around a room and a fun fact about you, that's what <laughs> I learned. Like a lot of yeah. people aren't really wired that way. So I was like, that's going to be my go-to because sometimes you get like a rush of anxiety. You're like, Oh my God, what, what am I going to say? What? And it's always something like, uh, like sports, just something stupid. So yeah. my go-to answer is the alarm clock thing. The internal clock is just super accurate and it's, I guess it's pretty unique. Um, not ever using an alarm. So, mm -hmm. yep. All right. Truck you. Um, back in my heyday, uh, I was an aspiring rapper. Uh, I was in, when I was in high school, uh, a couple my, my, uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention since day one, but our music, our intro and our outro was, uh, done by my father. My father's a really, really good guitar player and he's been in bands for the past like 40 years. Uh, and he has a recording studio in the garage. So, um, in high school, me and my buddies would get together and, uh, smoke a bunch of weed and start recording music. We would put on beats and we'd start rapping. And, uh, my, my rap name was Pistol Pete. Um, that was, uh, what I went by my, my alter ego. Um, I, I may or may not have a mixtape out there somewhere. If you were to dig on YouTube, I'm sure you would find something. Um, I've done probably, you know, 30 to 35 different songs. I did some features on some other stuff, nothing big, nothing ever. I, you know, I never really took it very seriously. I was never, um, trying to become a famous rapper. I just had fun with it. Um, I, I figured out I was halfway decent early on. And I just uh, kind of dove right into it. And, um, I, you know, I was very goofy. Um, but, yeah, there's I have some there's some good songs out there that when when uh, Coles and I, we go to certain uh, fantasy drafts, they, they oh. always play my songs there. And uh, always. it's that we always reminisce. And uh, the, I got so, I got some fans out there, not many, but there, there's some people that enjoy my music. So that would be the one thing that roadies don't know about me. Yeah, I'll get so I'll send a. a song over to you shana mac it's, <laughs> i can definitely find songs and i'll send them over oh, awesome. yeah lovely, lovely well also i want to add on to that so that's like one of the huge reasons why we're able to do what we do with fantasy football is because he like that experience that truck had as pistol pete back in the day <laughs> is how he's known how to use different um you know editing softwares and things like that so honestly that's like a huge part of where we're at now why we're yeah at, i just i taught myself at. how to be an audio engineer so when Coles was like dude let's record a podcast i'm like that that's easy i was recording music and doing this long time ago so yeah i kind of put two and two together and figured it out and honestly like i don't know like i would imagine as two guys that just started this and just like went early on we had pretty good audio i would say i mean i think people would agree um that like from an audio standpoint obviously the video you sent of us like 
<laughs> trying to get it sounding or just not knowing what we're doing as much but like that's the reason why our stuff sounds so good is because of his past experience i would say like from a you know two-man show that just started from scratch we sounded pretty good early on because of that for sure yeah 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 all right well there you go roadies there is a little glimpse of behind the scenes of truck and coals now shane yeah. i have a question for you <clears throat> oh okay um, Shane, you were one of the first roadies out there um, that I found out about that I figured out, oh, wow, we actually have people that listen on a regular basis. This is awesome. So I'm kind of curious, what kind of drew you in? What attracted you to this podcast? What did you enjoy um, that brought you back every time we uh, we put out an episode? I think it was, you know, it goes back to, it's funny that you guys mentioned it in your story about when you were on the baseball team. It was kind of that informal, like, don't really give a shit that it's not buttoned up, you know, and not going by a script and just that easiness of it, you know, um, that it was just different than what else is out there on most of them. So, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. Coles and I, when we were talking about how we were going to do this podcast and what, you know, what direction we were going to go in, we, we made a conscious effort to be like, hey, you know, let's just let's just have fun let's just get on the mic and have a conversation with each other about fantasy football. We don't want to be so um, structured and scripted and stats driven and analytics driven, like, um, you know, shout out to Barstool, but that was a big influence on um, the way we wanted to, uh, you know, approach our podcast and stuff. We just kind of want to be two guys talking fantasy football and have everybody join along with. So uh, I'm glad yeah. that kind of resonated yeah. with someone. Well, yes. also, also that I, when I first listened, I thought I was hearing Ryan Rosillo on the podcast. And so I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I got to turn back in. This is Ryan Rosillo. Ryan Rosillo is on it. Yeah, we Let's got go. a lot of early comments about Cole's uh, voice, how he should uh, do uh, a voiceover and do uh, books, online uh, uh, <laughs> audio books. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, but, um, yeah, so that's like, I think – we talk. I mean, we mentioned that early on. Like, not only that's not that's like the kind of fantasy football players we are. Um, you know, I know for sure. Like me, I can. I've said it before. Like, I consume everything, and I know. I I see all the stats. I I, I spend more man hours consuming like different sports uh, material. Um, but I don't necessarily sit here and like analytically like note take everything. And, you know, so that's just like how my, and I would like, I, I would say I'm, I'm pretty fucking good at fantasy and that's why I grew such a passion to it, but it's not always this, like a lot of the fantasy football content, I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of the fantasy football content that is out there is more, you know, analytical driven and, you know, it's very X, Y, Z, um, you know, formula based or um, algorithm based. And like, that's just not who we are. So we're not going to try to be that. Um, I would go toe to toe with any of those motherfuckers, um, but <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and, you know, reference that kind of stuff. So we, we almost um, <clears throat> we almost put out a little uh, uh, a disclaimer in the beginning of our videos that said, um, if you're looking for a stats driven podcast, go elsewhere. Not go, it. Don't, this is not it. OK, yeah, <laughs> this is two guys hanging out uh, talking yeah. fantasy football. So but like just, you mentioned, yeah. Shane, sorry to cut you off. Right. But no, you're to, good. but like you mentioned, like 
there isn't anything out there like that. So we wanted to take like a lighter approach because what percentage of fantasy football players would you say are more casual or, you know, still want this information just at a very lighter, um, you know, a, a lighter, um, just easier to consume. So if we can be your relatable, easy going, you know, have some comedy in there and just be, be a different way to consume winning type material. That's what we want to be, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, the, that's, I mean, that's great to hear. Um, I, I was going to ask the same Shane. And then like, obviously when you came on for the first time, did you have like a similar reaction to where you got off? And you're like, wow, that was, that went really well. That was very easy going. I mean, I thought we clicked and like immediately I, afterwards I called Ryan and I was like, we need to start having shame on more. Like I, I'm a very like intuitional, like I, I, I feel stuff really well. So I immediately was like, truck, we need to, we need to get Shane as involved as Shane wants to get um, as soon as we can and i remember the it first was, truck was like all right let's pump the brakes it's we just started it's just us two <laughs> yeah, i was like I'm no like, like, you're going to bring in good. a third guest right away just full time so yeah uh, but, but shane i think what sold us was your um immediate uh celsius uh, uh pop that well, the one that i did not get on video the one that i wasn't recording for it was a it was a magical moment and uh it showed how much you actually did pay attention to the content and um, I, I think that's what stood out most to us. I was like, wow, he's all right. All right, let's go. Yeah. But so Shane, what was, did you get, did you have that same feeling for like right away where you're like, damn, that was fun. That was I like, it was, you know what I mean? What yeah. I, it was just easy, easy, you know, yeah. just like, it was almost kind of like we've done, had done shows before really that's it's it, the yeah. easiest way to say it. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, and B Cork says 100 B Cork's another day one roadie. Um, yeah, yeah. Or as Ryan put up here, uh, thanks everyone for joining. All question comments will be addressed at the end of the episode. Please be safe, patient as we discuss with week eight. Stay tuned, buckle up. I want to add that if you're listening right now, or maybe we can post a comment in here in a second, but today I don't only want to talk about start sits in the week eight slate, but if you have any questions, suggestions, what you like about our content, what you would like to see more of, I want to hear, start hearing feedback because I think we're at a place where we know what we're doing right now. We know where we're going to go. And then we want to, you know, cater to uh, our audience and, and do, you know, be able to do what we do as, as best as we can for uh, the people that consume it. So I don't know. If you have I'll, any I'll, random, if you have any random questions, feel free to fire. Yeah. Or well. personal questions, kind of like Shane, you know, I, I always, we've always been strictly fantasy football and to the point, but like if people wanted to hear more, you know, of us fucking around or just about, I don't know, whatever, you know, we, I would be open to that. So just kind of interested there. I, I'll put together something here in the comments. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways. All right. Well, I mean, do we have anything else you guys want to cover for our 100th episode? Or do you want to get right into some fantasy football and start diving in? Yeah, I, I'm good. I think we can get into the red green. Um, so, Shane, Shane, thanks for uh, for adding a little bit of a personal element to the show. Um, and uh, let's let's get into football now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you.
Uh, all right, so we start with quarterbacks here on a red light, green light. This is their love-hate for week eight. Uh, how that rhymes. Uh, Shane, I, I enjoy when you kick it off for us. Uh, go ahead and give me your first or multiple uh, red light quarterbacks. Who do you not like this week at quarterback? So I am going to go with uh, Russell Wilson facing the Chiefs. Um, yeah. I think it's just time. We've got to consider that this Chiefs defense is someone that you've got to take note of when you've got fantasy players playing against. They are shutting people down. Like they, um, you know, it was the last time he played, he had a bad game. I think he was like QB 25 or something, but they allow, you know, below 200 yards passing a game. Um, It's just a really good defense that people really don't talk about mostly when they're talking about some of the better defenses in the league. Yeah. Yeah. No, the chiefs have been, uh, that defense has been playing out of their minds lately. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you. He's not on my list, but definitely was in contention uh, for my list. Uh, um, I, I I didn't hear anything. I, I'm so one He's, one. Russell Wilson going against the Chiefs this week. He's a red light for for Shane. Yeah, I think uh, the Chiefs defense has been awesome. That's been like what's driven their success so far. Um, it's really on. It's it's honestly bought the time for the offense to kind of figure their shit out. You know, Kelsey had the, was banged up at the beginning of the year. Um, the wide receiver group has been just trying to figure it out. Um, now you see Rushy Rice. He's kind of rising into that number one role, but the defense has definitely kept them winning games here early on. So I love it. I don't have them, but yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead. My, I see my internet is not doing well right now, so hopefully I stay together. Uh, I am at some random truck stop in Connecticut, so bear with me, okay? Uh, I red light quarterback. The first uh, red light quarterback I do not like this week is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford for the Rams playing uh, Dallas. He's going to be in Dallas taking the Cowboys this week. Uh, look, it, it's hard when you have a quarterback with receivers. You know, you have Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. So it's, it's hard for – like, I, it just doesn't make sense for me how he's not – a top 10 quarterback. Uh, but realistically, Matthew Stafford is averaging fewer than 15 fantasy points. And like, even on games when I want, when I think he's going to play well and get over 20, he hasn't, he's just been kind of disappointing. I think he has seven touchdowns and six interceptions within the first seven games. And I just, uh, I, I don't know for me, it's a tough matchup against the Cowboys. And if I have him on my team, he's going to be on my bench. Um, yeah, I like that. So I actually considered Stafford as well. Um, I'm interested to see what a bad game looks like for Stafford. Like, I just think he's such a 200 yard touchdown or two, maybe an interception kind of guy. So like, maybe like, you know, that same 200, uh, no touchdowns and an interception or two. I, I don't know. It was difficult for me. I, I feel like his his floor is pretty high, but I just oh, left definitely. him. I just left him off. Uh, but I, he was in consideration as well. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to do really well in that game. Um, so I do have some Cowboys players uh, on the green light side of things. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't have any problems with that. So. How about you, Shane? Any pushback on my Stafford? Nope. So Stafford was my second guy I had on there also. I think think this is one of those games where he does not get multiple touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, but again, it's like dude, you got Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Like, you know, figure it out. Throw some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah um, so I have uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think that um, he. So this is a weird one why I have Trevor Lawrence here. Like I think that they the Jaguars and their offense has started to kind of figure it out and win games. Um and you know they're three and oh away. Um, but I just don't like this matchup um at Pittsburgh. It's crazy to me, but I think Pittsburgh wins this game. Um, I know this has been the mindfuck team for truck. And he probably disagrees and thinks they're gonna lose, but I just see them going five and two. Tomlin as a home dog, that's like the biggest spot play you can do for the Steelers team. Um, so I, I think their defense is extremely good. I think I could see Watt just really getting in there and disrupting things. Um, so as the Jaguars are starting to figure it out, I could just see them having a really bad game and, and the Steelers making things look uh, or just be really difficult for them. So I put Lawrence on there, um, which is weird just because I think they also figured it out or are starting to really figure it out. But um, yeah, I got Steelers winning this game. And if that's the case, then the defense is going to be flying all over the place. Is my connection any better? I'm trying different stuff right now. That's better. It's a lot better. Yeah, that's a lot better. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll stick with this one for right now. I got different options I'm working with, but hopefully this works. Um, All right, Shane, what else do you got for, or you did, you, you said you piggybacked off mine. Um, My other guy is Geno Smith uh, going against Cleveland. And uh, last week we saw Gardner Minshew. What? You're good. You're good. What everything all right? Is laughing? At yeah, me? you're good. You just froze <laughs> up. Okay. Um, uh, damn it. This is brutal. Brutal. No, you're good. Uh, road Go show. Ahead. What are we gonna do? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Geno Smith, uh, going going against the Browns last week, I think was a little bit of a fluky game for this Browns defense. I don't think that they're gonna be letting up 38 points a game. Uh, the Colts were the first team to score over 20 on them. So I think the the Browns play better this week going against uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Uh, Geno Smith is averaging under 220 passing yards uh, in his previous three games and threw as many as three touchdowns. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't like Geno Smith taking on the Browns this week. I agree. I have Geno as well. Um, yeah, I think it's a bounce back game for the Browns defense. Last week was a Definitely. fluke. Miles Garrett's the best defensive player in the league. Um, so I, I, I do as well. I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, that being said, like PJ Walker is the, is, is going to be the starting quarterback. This Browns team is really frustrating. Um, they're four and two, and that is all because of the defense. Uh, I just want to find, I, I want Deshaun Watson to be healthy so bad. So, uh, we don't just have to have this PJ Walker storyline and, you know, all of the Browns weapons are limited because they have to play different kind of football. Um, so I don't know. Deshaun Watson doesn't look healthy, so that's discouraging. But um, I think the d- defense is going to continue to step up. The game's going to be close. Geno is going to have another frustrating game. And uh, I don't know that I see them 
going into Seattle and getting a win, but I do think Gino has a uh, really tough day. Um, I guess a couple of people I had is yeah, honor. Obviously, I agree with that. I love I, I love that. So, a couple of people I had on here. One, one I, one I was a little bit like. I still want to put him on, and maybe by the time I write the article, I do. But Kirk Cousins uh, in Green Bay, I just think from a spot play standpoint, this is a good one. Um, I think the Green Bay opened up as – I don't know. But anyways, I, I, I think that Green Bay in terms of as a spot play, like Vikings just had a, um, a very – Weird win, like everything went right for them against the San Francisco, how they scored at the end of half, uh, the first half with Addison uh, beating, you know, what everyone thought was the best team in the NFL. Uh, and then the Packers have just been so bad looking to right the ship at home against a Vikings team who I still don't think is that good. Um, that win definitely, definitely changes things like in the locker room for them, but to go into green Bay division opponent, uh, another home dog. Like I, I just don't like the spot for the Vikings there. Um, truck just dropped, but we'll just continue Shane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so here is, I put three guys together and just because to me, they're like kind of no brainers and I don't want to like put them on my red QB list, but I think they're going to have horrible games. Will Levis. I think he's going to have a really bad rookie. Uh, you know, first start as a rookie, Zach Wilson, um is the giants defense good sneaky yeah <laughs> like don't for, yeah don't forget two weeks ago what they did to josh allen in buffalo and, and then, then what they did to mahomes earlier in the year yeah um so i don't know like it's time to start putting an eye on the giants defense we've been just so focused on how bad they are um but they may have a sneaky good uh sneaky good defense that's starting to figure something out something about like their linebacker play has changed um so i think that this is going to be a tough game for zach wilson at home and it's going to be super low scoring it's going to be a defensive battle the giants look better with tyrod taylor as quarterback so i think he gets the start daniel jones continues to improve and like they're going to ride tyrod if he wins games so i could actually see the giants sneaking out a win here and then we start having that conversation could you imagine what new york media says if if the giants look good defensively do just enough on offense saquon has a big game and 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 now the tyrod uh daniel jones conversations get stirred up in new york where the media just loves to you know amplify things Mm -hmm. yeah um that'll be interesting and then i have uh baguette began to teabag um teabag bears are um at chargers and i don't necessarily think like the chargers are good i think they're horribly coached we discussed that but um you know prime time unders have been 17 and 16 and 7 this year i could just see like a game where the bears basically don't score and just look shitty. Uh, let's be honest. Teabag, like he's just, he's nicknamed Teabag for a reason. I know truck mentioned he looked good last game, but 
you know, he played D2 football. His dad's the his dad's the star of the family. I just can't get on board with T-Bag. Um, so it'll be interesting. What do you think in that game? Like, does Herbert come out and look great? I, I, the Chargers have looked so bad. It's yeah, they are. I and Herbert's not. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's the play calling or what, but he's just he gets back there, and I and there's just not much to go on he gets back there and he's getting pressured a lot the line's not holding up at all so uh yeah. eckler's not 100 percent either for sure yeah so i think it's just going to be another one of those prime time sunday night games that kind of looks gross uh so i don't know i'm probably not going to put any of those three in the sub stack but i just felt like it was worth noting because uh what i wanted to talk about those three is like I am probably going to have to start at least two out of those three in various different super flex leagues. And at what point do I start like uh, Christian Kirk in my super flex over Levis, Wilson, and Begent, you know? Yeah. I think that's something people just, they're automatically just go to, Oh, I got to put a QB into that spot. Well, no, not if it's a PPR league, you don't have to. Right. Um, Here's Chuck. Hey, <laughs> oh, I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. It's all good. What, all right. I, what did I miss? You, all right, I miss? It's time for questions and answers now. It's uh, we've gone through everyone. Oh, yeah, geez, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> no, no. All right, my uh, red light, uh, my red light running backs were uh, blah blah blah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was just, I, I, we're not even on green light yet. I was just, I, I brought up Levis, Wilson, and T Bag. I have them all having bad games. I was just bringing up the question. At what point, like I'm going to probably hit, we, I know we're going to start Zach Wilson in fan tracks. There's like a, maybe another league we would consider again, like at what point do you start a Christian Kirk or a, you know, borderline flex guy in your super flex instead of those. Um, and Shane just brought up the point of like, people are so wired to super flex has to be a quarterback that, you know, I mean, we've already made that decision once this year where we put A-Chain in there. Mm -hmm. um, A-Chain was blown up at the time, and it was the right decision. But I am another person like Shane that I'm not married to a quarterback. So, like, Zach Wilson against a sneaky good Giants defense, do you play a Nico Collins instead of him? I think would be our decision, our exact decision, you know. Um, so, Nico Collins or T-Bag? It's just a hypothetical. Um, yeah, I mean, you you have to be dealing with the bottom bottom tier quarterbacks. Uh, you know, anywhere from twenty eight to thirty two um, to be in consideration for me. And yeah, someone like Nico Collins, uh, a previous uh, Devon A chain. Yeah, those are, you know, if you can get fifteen fantasy points from that position, you're you're going to set yourself up for a better job. You know, or a better a better game. Yeah. Um, so anyways, those guys, Levis, Wilson, and Begent, I would probably fade them this week and go, uh, if you have a better option, your flex. That's why I thought it, it might be worth noting. Uh, green light quarterback, Shane, go. All right. I'm going to leave the obvious one off of my first one. So I'm going to go the non-obvious choice, and I'm going to go CJ Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. Stroud. Yeah, I think like you think about Prider his his bye week, like he had I think it was two touchdowns in four out of his five games. So um 
the Panthers, I mean, they've allowed some passing touchdowns over their last three. Um, I just think this is probably – you're going to get like a QB 10 to 12 finish for Stroud this week, which is going to be big when you're talking about no bye weeks. Truck, what do you got there? I completely agree with you, Shane. Uh, CJ Stroud is on my list as well. Um, I just love him coming off of this bye week, taking on Carolina. Um, yes, in the previous couple weeks before the bye, he failed to score 15 points, but it's a small sample size. Stroud has been very careful, very cautious with the football. Um, I don't think he throws a pick this game. I think he has a really, really good game. Uh, and there's other other Texans that I have on my green light list uh, later Ooh, on. A little sneaky. tidbit. Yeah, a little teaser. Yeah. Um, I do not have Stroud. I don't have a problem with Stroud. Um, you know, this is a game where the Panthers, like, home dog divisional game that uh, I'm sure a lot of sharp money is going to be on. Like, that should be the play. But I just – I'm not – I, I don't see anything that the Panthers are doing that would make me think that they can win a game right now. Like now we're already hearing that they're shopping Brian Burns. Um, so, I mean, are, is the motivation there? I don't know. Like they can't use their first round picks, so they should be trying to win games. It's just, do they have any talent or anything to build on is the question. question. And I don't think they do, but so I don't hate that. Um, I had the decision of Kirk Cousins, Stroud, or Dak this week. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, anyways, um, yeah, I, I I took Dak out of those three: Dak, Kirk, Stroud, um, and Dak segue is on my green light list. Um, as I mentioned, I have the Cowboys uh, not trying to kiss Shana Mack's ass at all. As you can see his decor in the background, but I, I love the Cowboys at home. <laughs> they just, they play so, um, so well at home and especially like against a team like the Rams who have a young defense who, you know, they'll, get into a shootout with teams. I don't know this. Do you, am I crazy? Or is this just one of those games that's setting up as a Cowboys fan where you guys just know they're going to come into Jerry's world and Cowboys are going to look fucking good uh, and, and win by, you know, two touchdowns, double digits. Yeah. I I'm struggling with this one. I, I, I am tilted towards this being a low scoring game. Um, but the problem I have with Dak is they are so conservative this year when they get inside the 10, the 15, into that red zone offense. Like McCarthy gets ultra okay, conservative. He's he's trying to run the ball and set up and settle for three instead of trying to be aggressive and going for touchdowns. That That's what frustrates me um, going forward, you know, with him and Dak and that offense. Yeah, I just think I, I know what you mean. I, and obviously, you're going to be more critical as being a fan, um, but I, I just think, Chuck, there's a lot of background noise. Like still, static. yeah, it's bad. Okay. Um, super staticky. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean, 
you're going to be more critical as a fan, right? And honestly, you probably, you know, are a little bit more um, tuned into the team. But as an outsider, just like knowing football, like this is just one of those games to me that is in Dallas uh, and they look really good. And you, you know how like the Cowboys can be so hot and cold and Dak gets criticized like crazy at times. And then other times he looks like he's a top five quarterback in football. I think this is one of those home games. It just sets up to be one of those top five. I, I think CeeDee Lamb, he's on my green light list. I think he has a monster game. Um, and um, anyways, yeah. So Dak Prescott, uh, have him on my green light list. Okay. Truck, let's see. Let's get you talking and see. Make sure you're good. Nice. Uh, I am I'm better at the whole different camera angle. Yeah. Oh, how about check, check, check? Can you, can you guys? I mean, it's horrible, but let's just get going. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then I'll, I'll do the best I can. Kirk Cousins uh, this week against Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, Cousins is a top six fantasy quarterback, failing to score over 20, pan, 20 fantasy points twice this season. He's been really good. And I think. He's going to throw a lot. He's going to try to get out to an early lead. Uh, and, you know, we thought Justin Jefferson was really going to hinder this offense like it did against the Bears. But last week showed anything. It's that Kirk Cousins is going to thrive regardless of Justin Jefferson. He throws over 50 times a game. I, I, I think Kirk Cousins is a safe play this week against uh, Green Bay. Shane and Mac, don't tell Truck that I – contemplating putting him on red light and might still by the time of the article. Yeah. It's funny. I, he initially was on red light for me. And then I was like, every time I have put him on red light this year, he surprises me with a great performance, like against San Francisco or against the Eagles in Philadelphia. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to, I can't, I can't get my finger on him. Yeah. Um, maybe you need to start singing prayers to your children and <laughs> good good night good nighttime prayers uh i love that he was in an acapella group when he was in high school mm -hmm. um so truck um i guess we want to continue to see how your audio is doing so give us your other green light quarterback um i did it was cj stroud okay okay um all right you're you, you seem to be doing well so this is all good shane who do you got for your right. uh, last one i can't believe trucky that you didn't go here i left him for you it's the free space it's home golf against the raiders i mean I got it's, it's always home golf when he's there you know seven touchdowns and yeah. three home games this year against the raiders on prime time like this is such a public team this year everyone is all over the lions spot play getting their asses fucking kicked by the ravens coming home and you know public's going to be all over them again after this game i have golf that's a hammer play um he's lions are just, I, I have laporta as well this is a game where they just beat the shit out of the raiders i completely agree shane yep um yeah so i have golf as well uh, my last green light quarterback here might be a surprise maybe not because i talked about them earlier but uh i want to see kenny pickett have his first big time game um i think that their offense looked a lot better with deontay johnson uh back so i i think it kind of took a little bit of pressure off pickens 
um, you know, maybe open some things up a little bit. I'd like to see the Kenny Pickett that we saw in preseason. I'd like to see more Jalen Warren. I think that the Steelers are a good football team. I'm ready to say it. Like I know Canada was the main focus early on. Everyone hated him. Uh, and there may still be a little bit of an aspect there of him not being, um, you know, the best offensive coordinator, but they are five and two with a win here. You get to six and Crazy. two. You're in a Crazy. division that has, you know, the Ravens who might be the best team in football, the Browns who do have the best defense in football, potentially let's keep the Niners and Jets there. And, um, and the Bengals, who are, you know, started what one and four and now they're or one and three. It was close to being 0 and three. I forget how, how that exactly started at the beginning of the season, but things looked awful. Burrow looks like he's getting healthy and that team's recovering really well. So, you know, at six and two through your first eight in a really tough division, it's an incredible place to be in. Uh, this is a huge game for them to get a home win against the Jaguars team that will be in the playoffs. And I just want to see that defense play well or the, the offense play well because, you know, the defense will. So I have Pickett. I also have Pickens, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that does it for quarterbacks. Let's jump to running backs. Um, let's go ahead and start with our red light running backs. Shane, go ahead and kick it off since my audio is trash. <laughs> I am going with first guy's consensus. He's ranked top 15 for the week, but I'm going Joe Mixon at the 49ers. This a couple things. So they 49ers, great rush defense. They give up less than 80 yards rushing a game and not very many touchdowns. I think this is a huge, huge after two bad weeks for the Niners, a huge bounce backs week for them, especially defensively. Um, you know, I, me personally, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going to be benching Joe Mixon for Jalen Warren. So that's how strongly I feel about this play. Wow. I love it. I love that too. Uh, I have Joe Mixon on my list as well um, for all the reasons that you just stated. Um, also, like if you look at Joe Mixon's production since, uh, since the beginning of the season, uh, two of his last three games, he's finished outside the top 25 so only one time this whole season he's finished inside the top 15 and he has yet to score over 14 fantasy points in a single game. Like I just, I like nothing about Joe Mixon. The Bengals just don't run the ball well. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'd be, I don't have him on my teams, but if I did, I'd be benching him. So there is no shot for this to be a trifecta because I don't even if this is kind of ignorant, but I don't even like look at Joe Mixon as a fantasy football player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like kind of like Taysom Hill. Like uh, for some reason, like he doesn't even cross my mind when I look down at the slate. Like Joe Mixon is just never anywhere to be found in my brain. Uh, he is, I've he's never, con he's consistently ranked inside the top 24 like every week. Like, every, he's, yeah. He's an yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And he just doesn't exist in my brain. Like yeah. it, for whatever reason, like I've never really had him on my teams. I know he's been great at times, but I've never had him. I've never thought about drafting him. He's just always been kind of an afterthought. So now with him not performing at a very high level, I just still, I'm like, okay, Joe Mixon. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's how my brain works in weird ways and that's how it does. But 
Um, I don't really have much to say about him probably ever. <laughs> um, so anyways, I have uh, well, who, who list? your boy, Alexander Madison. Um, you know, I talked about that being a really bad spot for the Vikings coming off a win against the Niners um, in Green Bay. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, why don't I just make this take even hotter and make up some bullshit about Madison? Like he doesn't run well on grass. Let's just go with that narrative. Alexander Madison cannot fucking pick his feet up enough to run the ball in grass. He's used to the turf, but you know, he, he's already kind of a bigger back and not the fastest guy. The grass slows him down. He's going to have a dog shit day. Fuck Alexander Madison. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he doesn't run good on grass. He's a turf running back. Shane, what yep. else you got for red light? That's it. Too slow. Uh, I am going I, – I, this guy has burned me too on, on this list every throughout the year. I have not got him right. But I'm going to go back to the well, and I'm going Brian Robinson. Let's go. I mean, at the Eagles – that's the Eagles shut down the run. I mean, they, that's the one thing they do well. And then, you know, I watched some of that game last week and for whatever reason, they were giving carries and touches to some guy named Chris Rodriguez jr. I'm like, oh, hey, do not speak ill of C-Rod. <laughs> C-Rod is the truth. He is the future starting running back for the uh, Washington commanders. And it's only a matter of time before he takes over. It's uh, that's also Truck's first cousin, Shane. Is <laughs> not true. That's not true. Um, well, this would not be episode 100 without a boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka. I wanted to do it three times because B Rob is someone you've heard us all talk negatively about consistently. Um, I agree. The, the the Eagles defense, the Eagles defensive front, Jalen Carter is an absolute monster. I, they're just such a good team against the run game. Um, what? Jalen Carter is a dog. Yeah, absolute dog. Um, and to be honest, like Eagles looked really good. I think that loss against the Jets lit a fire in a weird way to where they are just kind of getting by against teams. And they knew like, Hey, if we want to get back to the Super Bowl, we need to start perfecting our craft, um, getting better on defense. They're getting healthy Bradbury slay um, back. So, you know, I, I, I think we're going to start to see the Eagles team that went to the Super Bowl, the Eagles team that's looking to, um, you know, really flex on the defensive side of the ball uh, and continue just to physically beat teams up, which is how you win championships. Yep. I, I think a lot of people are relying off of the previous production from Brian Robinson. Did you guys know that uh, I think nearly half of his total fantasy points came in the first two games? Mm, love like it. he's just been on a down tick ever <laughs> since. And uh, I feel like we talk about him every episode. It's just randomly on a green light for good matchups and a red light for bad matchups. But, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. A trifecta drop there. I love it. Uh, Brian Robinson, red light all around. Yeah. Um, so the last red light running backs I have is I just have the Rams 
uh, running back duo in Henderson and and Freeman. I, I don't. I to be honest, like it's really difficult for me to start either of go, those guys. Um, and I don't necessarily think like they're gonna have this horrible game against the Cowboys. I already m- mentioned that I think Cowboys are gonna dominate that dominate that game. Um, so that's why I put them on here is because with a game script of the Rams getting beat by, you know, a couple touchdowns, they're going to just be throwing the ball a lot. But um, I, I don't, I'm not confident to say whether Henderson or Freeman are the guy there, or if there's even a third piece to it. I I just, it's going to be, I need to see another week before I determine um, what that backfield's going to look like for the next three until Kyron gets back. So I'm just staying away. I, I need more information. Um, but then you add on the bad game script that I have in my head for the Cowboy game in Detroit, in Dallas. So I, I yeah. just I'm staying away from those guys. Yeah, and luckily, uh, you know, this is one of those weeks where we don't have any bye weeks, so or there's no teams on bye. So uh, luckily, if if you have those two on your one of those two on your teams most likely you don't need to start them. So hopefully not if you're in a good spot. So, but yeah, Yeah, I'm in trouble in one of my leagues and I like should be start or like, I thought I was going to have to start one of them, but I have, I was able to pick up Deonta Foreman uh, on on waivers. So I'm starting Foreman over those two. Well, that's it. I think that's a great segue. Let's, are we good on red light running backs? I think we're covered them all. Let's jump to green light. And uh, you just mentioned one of my green lights. It's Dante Foreman. Chicago Bears running back, Dub Bears, Bear Down, uh, taking on the Chargers this week. Foreman, at least 15 rushing, uh, at least 15 rushes in each of the last two games since um, uh, our running back got injured. I can't even think of his name right now. I've been looking at so much stuff. Hello, um, Lil Herbie. Lil, Lil, Lil Herbie. Lil, 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 Lil Herbie. Lil um, ever since Lil Herbert got injured, uh, Dante Foreman's getting at least 15 carries. Last week, he saw five targets out of the backfield, three touchdowns. He was the number one running back last week. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't predict that same type of production. I know touchdowns are really hard to predict in the NFL, but I do think he's going to have a good game. And I'm not afraid of Roshan Johnson coming back, although I, he will have a role. Uh, like I mentioned yesterday's episode, Darrington Evans had 14 carries last week uh, alongside this giant production from Dante Foreman. So um, even if Roshan sees 15 carries and a couple targets, I think the Bears want to run the ball and I think they want to control the, the game clock. And uh, I think they use Dante Foreman early and often. Um, well, I hope so, because I am starting him in a league. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't have much to add there. I I don't know what to really say about the bears and teabag, but, um, you know, that's definitely a fantasy backfield that needs to produce, um, in order for them to have any success. So chargers have been giving up yards. So we'll see it. Let's see it happen. You know, Shane, what do you got for green light running back? Well, my first one is it's a little bit of a surprise. Um, you might say, wait, you. wait for it, wait for it. Shane O'Mac, shocker of the week. Let's hear it, Shane. What do you got? So I'm going out. This guy is consensus ranked QB or RB27 right now. Uh, I'm going Gus Edwards against the Arizona Cardinals 
And I'll tell you guys who should be starting over him. But first of all, like the Cardinals allow over 130 yards rushing a game. Like they're bottom five in fantasy points allowed to running backs. I just I like the great the game script set up more than anything for this game. Like I feel like Baltimore is going to be up big in this game. And it's, you know, it's where they can kind of lean on the Gus bus in the second half to kind of take over. So like for me, I'm starting Gus Edwards over guys like Aaron Jones, over Alexander Madison, over Javante Williams, over Rashid White, those type of guys. That's how much I think of him this week. I funny you say that. Oops. Funny you say that. I have Gus Edwards. And I also have Aaron Jones, Richard. Richard. Um, so I'll have to make that decision here come Sunday. Um, tune in to uh, our Sunday morning start sit. We will uh, go over which is, these. Which is definitely going to happen this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tune in. Uh, I'll be having to make that decision, and we'll go into it a little deeper. Okay. I love it though. That's a great shocker. Like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, looking at that matchup, I was like, man, there's going to be some production there. The Ravens just looked so dominant last week against a good lions defense that going against Arizona, man, there's just going to be a ton of points scored. So I want as many pieces of this Ravens offense as I can get. So Shane, I can get behind that shocker of the week. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I, uh, I have two guys that, mirror each other uh in their running style okay uh, some even said that this uh the, the the young the young buck um his his nfl comparison is the elderly bull um jameer okay. gibbs and alvin kamara okay I have, I have both of them so um yeah i mean i want lions against raiders on monday um, and the ones that I came out with was Goff, Gibbs, and Laporta. Um, I think that Gibbs showed a little bit, and he got a little bit more of a role, um, but he's explosive, and he's a playmaker. So uh, against the Raiders in a game where um, they're in a huge bounce-back spot, I just see uh, him having you know a touchdown, potentially two, uh, 125 all-purpose yards, uh, call it five or six catches and, um, you know, as I mentioned, one or two or either a rushing and a receiving something along those lines. But I expect uh, Montgomery is going to be out, right? Is that still the sentiment? Yep. Yeah, he's questionable right now, but probably going to be out this week. Yeah, so he's going to be out. This is going to be big. Gibbs's backfield in a high-scoring game um for the lions in a game that they look great so we're gonna get a taste of like what does that look like what kind of production can he have i could see him being a top three maybe uh, a sneaky pick to be rb1 this week yeah i like that i mean he saw what 10 targets last week i'm mean, just i mean granted that was game script but still um yeah, yeah great 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 pick there um i my next green light is a uh, is a backfield as a whole Ooh. and it's kind of open to interpretation okay so um now granted i will preface this ideally you, you don't have to decide with these guys this is for everyone out there that's struggling Colts. with their lineup no uh, this is for everyone that is struggling with their lineup that uh needs 
production out of their flex spot. And um, for those of you that have been paying attention, we've been talking about you should be picking up Devin Singletary. Uh, but along with Devin Singletary is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is the two of them is who I want to highlight is this uh, Texans backfield. The Carolina Panthers are terrible against the run. They're the second worst defense in stopping running backs. So uh, last week we saw kind of a 50-50 split, but I could definitely see a game where both of these guys are productive. Um, I could see a rushing touchdown for Damian Pierce and a more productive day on the ground efficient-wise for uh, Devin Singletary. But either one of them I'd be comfortable as a spot start in my flex. Uh, I think they're going to have enough production to uh, help you out and get a win this week. So uh, I like the Texans as a whole, but the, definitely this backfield, someone's going to produce. Maybe maybe we're going to see Singletary jump ahead of, of Pierce um, and take another step in kind of uh, securing that lead role. But I could also see a world where Damian Pierce kind of has a get-right game. Um, I think what, like – uh, two out of the last three games, he had like over 20 carries. He had 80 yards in one game. Like he was a decent top 15 running back. So it, he still has it in him. But I, I don't know which one's going to produce, but I, I like this backfield and I, I like this matchup. Interesting. Yeah. I I hope Singletary has a big game. I, I made a priority to get him in as many leagues as I could. So, yeah, mm-hmm. probably a good idea. Uh, Shane, what else you got? I, I was with Coles. I had Gibbs on it. I think, you know, it's just he's 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 locked in for probably 20 touches with being the guy there. And the Raiders are horrible against the run. I mean, uh, they're giving up over 20 points a game to running back. So it's a that's a lock. Uh, if you're a DFS player, like spend the money on him, too. Like that's a guy spend the money on. Definitely. Um, all right, well, let's jump to wide receivers. Uh, red light wide receivers called. Nope, 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 nope. Are we, uh, what are we on? I have Kamara. Um, oh, my bad, my bad. So that's just like, I, I like the Saints against the Colts. Um, I think the Saints probably win that game. Uh, their car is trash, but um, Kamara for me is an auto start the rest of this year, regardless of the team they play. He's uh insanely good in the in the receiving game um and you know Carr and his inability to throw downfield i guess uh, which is weird because he's kind of a good deep ball thrower he's just been bad for the saints and i think i see a lot of check downs once again in this game against the colts um and kamara's gonna have just have a lot of room to run I, scoring again a touchdown potentially two um and having a huge day i i just love kamara i would be so happy to me he's one of the best draft picks you could have made this year um especially if you had a zero running back uh draft um strategy so uh, i love kamara there and then i also have saquon if he plays i mentioned that jet that jets giants game earlier um i think the giants win that game tyrod continues to make the offense look good and it all stems uh, behind Saquon being a massive playmaker. So um, give me uh, Saquon as well as a – I mean, those three guys, I, I would be pretty confident putting those three all finishing in the top ten, potentially pop top five. So um, now I'm good. Go ahead, Chuck. All right, cool. Well, let's jump to uh, red light wide receivers. Um, I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, my internet seems to be a little bit better now. I don't know if you guys are, we're good there. 
Yep. yep. All right, cool. Um, my first red light wide receiver is Calvin Ridley. Um, Calvin Ridley, it's been he's been struggling the past couple of games. Uh, he's been hot and cold all season, and I, you know he's he's getting less targets than Evan Ingram. You know, when your tight end is receiving more targets than you, you know something's starting to go wrong. Uh, for someone that we expected to be a, uh, a a massive piece of this offense, so um, I I don't like him this week. And uh, I you know with with everybody with nobody with no bye weeks going on, I think you have room to sit him and uh, go elsewhere. There's a lot of other good options out there better than Calvin Ridley, so do not trust him this week. Yeah, it's just he's not getting any of those great intermediate middle of the field routes. It's all basically on the sideline routes where Kirk and Ingram are getting all those middle of the field routes that opens things up. Yeah. Calls, what do you got? I have two guys that were potentially one was a oh we can do another uh we can do another young buck in the old bowl analogy here. <laughs> I have Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams. Okay. I like where you're going. Um, I'm worried about Adams, uh, and I just think they get beaten bad uh, by the Lions, but I'm worried about him. Uh, is is Jimmy G, is he on pace to play here? I don't think it matters, but is he looking like he's going to play Monday night? Reports I've seen is that, yeah, he's supposed to play. Okay. Well, that helps his case a little bit, but I just think the Lions are going to show up big and punch back in a big way. I think the Raiders, you know, just lost to the Bears. Uh, ah, that's so bad, but um, I don't think they have. I, I don't think they have any help going Monday night uh, prime time. Uh, all eyes on them against the Lions in a spot where they just got beat by thirty-two to the Ravens. So. Uh, Devonta Adams is going to continue to struggle. And then Garrett Wilson, I already talked about that game script. Deontay Banks is a lot better. Uh, I think than people realize, I think that the, that linebacker core is playing sneaky well. And, um, giants have a sneaky, good defense in a game. They beat the jets. So, yep. Nice. Uh, Shane, what do you got? All right, I'm going just one red light receiver because I've got an extra guy on the green light. It was green light was much easier for me this week, but my one yeah. guy, and this is probably our biggest disagreement of when we were going in the preseason between the three of us is Mr. Amari Cooper. And no. It would not even matter if Deshaun Watson was playing this week or not. It's road Cooper time, and he's just not good on the road. So, like, when we have this two years' worth of data where he's been bad on the road, and then this year on the road he's been wide receiver 31 and wide receiver 63. So it's just I don't, I don't trust him in, in a setup in Seattle this week, no matter who the quarterback is. Safe to say he's not a roadie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Amari Cooper. I know he is. he's uh, been rough lately, but uh... – I, I am I am hoping that bites you in the ass there, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, all right. Well, my other red light wide receiver is Hollywood Brown. Marquise Hollywood. Brown. Hollywood. Um, yeah, so taking on Baltimore this week, as we've talked about, this game's going to get out of hand quickly. But um, mainly the thing is, you know, through weeks two through five, 
Hollywood Brown was like consistently putting up 14 points. Like he was a good wide receiver, but over the last two weeks, he has a combined point total of 11. And I think that really comes down to Josh Dobbs. The quarterback for the Cardinals has just been getting worse and worse and worse. Like the beginning of the season, he's completing over 70% of his passes. Now he's completing over like 50%, barely over 50%. Like his target, the quality of targets is just not there. Like I think he had like 38 targets and 11 of them were, were caught. So it's like, I just, I, I don't like Dobbs. Um, and because of that, with the bad matchup, I just am staying away from Hollywood Brown, even though he's been good uh, prior to the last two weeks. Love it. Um, green light quarter uh, wide receivers. Sorry. I have three as well. Shana Mack. I talked mm-hmm. about two of them for sure in Pickens and CD lamb. Um, seeing as I have their quarterbacks green lit as well. Yep. And then a guy that you've seen, I don't even know how many weeks running Rashi rice. Um, so those are my three. Um, I've already talked about Pickens and CD Rashi. I think is he has a high ceiling or a high floor at this point. Um, but I just continue seeing trust Mahomes trust in him. Um, I, I don't know how many times I need to keep hammering that home, but those are my three this week. Yep. Love it. Uh, I'm confused. Are we doing green light? Did I, I just gave you a red light wide receiver still doing? Yeah, but we were, we were both done. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. All right. I just, I was like, trying. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? All right. Um, so uh, I'll go ahead and talk about green light wide receivers. I have two guys on here that recently had really, really good games and that I think are should be in your starting lineup moving forward. Uh, flex play if you have good wide receivers. Obviously, everyone's uh, playing this week. But uh, Josh, Josh Palmer. Josh, ah! Josh Palmer and Jordan Addison, uh, ah. the, two, the two young studs that have been stepping it up lately last week, two big games. They're coming off of some very, very good games. Josh Palmer is the clear wide receiver, too. It showed last week how he was the, the leading receiver on the team, over 130 receiving yards. Um, this week, they're playing Chicago. Like, yes, Chicago's defense has been better with Matt Eberflus, uh, Coach Eberflus calling the defense, but I just think, you know, Herbert throws the ball well still, and uh, Josh uh, Josh Palmer is going to eat. Uh, and then on top of that, Jordan Addison. I mean, we what we saw from Jordan Addison uh, this past week was nothing short of spectacular. This guy is such a good wide receiver. And uh, Kirk Cousins throws the ball a ton. He's going to be throwing the ball over 50 times this game against Green Bay. And uh, I, you know, I just, I really, really like Jordan Addison moving forward. I'm going to be targeting him in uh, in Dynasty. Um, and he's just, he's awesome. So mm-hmm. if you have Jordan Addison or Josh Palmer and they're on your bench, definitely consider putting them in your starting lineup. I would recommend it. Yeah, and don't sell high on Jordan Addison thinking, oh, I'm going to sell him off this two-touchdown game. Keep him. Well, well, here's the thing. I know, I know, Coles, we were talking in previous weeks about Justin Jefferson not coming back. The Vikings are on a two-game win streak. Uh, they have a pretty uh, favorable schedule moving forward, and now the narrative is changing that Justin Jefferson is going to be coming back in a couple weeks. But I think the connection that's building with Jordan Addison and Kirk Cousins is not going to go anywhere when Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson comes back. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There, He's going to be the 1B to uh, JJ's 1A. So I'm, I can't wait to see how that develops. But, um, I mean, you agree, Coles, that narrative is kind of changing? Yeah, for sure. I think I talked about it earlier this week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are two huge wins. I think the th- things really um, went their way in order to get those two wins. But, um, 
yeah, I'm not sold on them being like a playoff team or that they even have a shot to win a playoff game. I think they're, you know, I, I, I'm going to just cut you off real quick. Uh, they, I don't think they have a chance, but they do. They think they have a chance and they're going to play like it. Right. Right. And that's exactly what I, that, that's exactly what, what my next point was. So, um, yeah, I mean, JJ is going to come back. Their offense is going to continue to be good. Um, I think that's, yeah, I mean, those are two big wins. I don't really know what else to say. I've already spoke about how I, how I felt about that. Um, so definitely a huge win for the team. Now you got to go on the road, um, and try to win one of these games against the Packers and the Falcons. Will it happen? Uh, is going to say, determine a lot about the spot they're in once JJ comes back. So got to win one. I mean, if you go in two and you're three and three and seven, you're not looking good. Um, especially when then you go home with the saints at three and three and seven. So anyways. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, Shane, what else you got for green light wide receiver? All right. So my three guys real quick, I'm going to run through them real quick. Zay flowers at the Cardinals. I don't know. I, I read this stat and I wish I could accredit it to the person. Cause it was amazing that I read the Cardinals have given up 1400 yards receiving yards in, in seven games this year. So 1,400 receiving yards. Yeah, I mentioned that at one point that they had they were the only team that had two bottom ten cornerbacks in the league, um, but that's fourteen hundred and two games is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, next guy, Christian Kirk. He is he is the number one receiver on that team. The Steelers are not great against the pass. Actually, they allow like the fifth or sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, Kirk's the guy there. And then lastly, Chris Olave at Indianapolis. So two things I like here. One, do not underestimate the media attention this week that that car blow up on the sideline with Olave. Where you run the route, run the route. Do not underestimate car peppering Olave with a bunch of targets and catches this week to get him right and get the get them right and a more positive outlook on them. Uh, I think a big game's coming for Alave this week. How about Alave getting in trouble? Um, we knew he was fast on the field, but he is also fast off the field. Yeah, uh, I tried to tried to flex it with, "Hey, I play for the Saints." Oh, dude, hundred uh, yeah, percent. Yeah. Uh, I would have done the same, right? Uh, I I heard uh, I heard that I don't know what it was where I heard this, but Leonard Fournette at one point tried the same. Don't know where what team he was on. Maybe let's say let's just say the Buccaneers. He was like, "Oh yeah, my bad. I, I was I, I played for the Buccaneers. I I left my ID at the stadium, and like uh, used that as a way to like either say, yeah, I'm a I'm a fo- professional. Football I'm a player. football player. <laughs> like, let's go to the stadium and we can get it. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I thought that was a lot more clever thinking on his feet um so that anyways but yeah i, I gotta send you guys a, a a clip that i saw in regards to that chris olave um speeding down the highway um i don't know if you saw it i'll, I'll send it to you i don't want to recreate it or reenact it but it uh it's a good chuckle so i'll send that out okay cool um all uh, right where are we at red light tight ends i do not have any because i will not stand shocker. for that yes the the cole's shocker of the week dun dun Duh. No red line. 
Um, Shane, what do you got for Bud Light? I have got Dalton Schultz against the Panthers, and it's real—he's been really coming on. But I think there is a direct correlation to his two best games have been with Tank Dell out for those two games, and I think Dell being back this week, he takes over some of those targets. So. Schultz had 17 targets and 10 or 11 catches in those two games when Dell was out. He had 17 targets combined to start the year when Dell played. I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I was I was this close, this close from putting him on my green light tight end mm. list. Oh, uh, I did not. I did not. I got someone else. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. He for me. That could go either way because I, I do think the Texans have a great game. And uh, it, as of recently, Dalton Schultz has been uh, uh, quite a reliable target for uh, for C.J. Stroud. But um, my red light tight end pains me, but it is Cole Komet. Cole Komet for uh, my Chicago Bears. He's just been a non-factor um, since, sadly, Justin Fields getting injured. Uh, I don't like thinking about it, but with T-Bag, uh, Tyson uh, Bajant. I just don't think he's going to be a factor in this game. Um, yes, the Chargers have a very susceptible defense, but I I don't know. For me, is that how they say his name, Bajant? Yeah, it's Bajant. Uh, that's uh, how I've heard the announcers pronounce it and other people pronounce it. Did anyone Bajant, call him T-Bag? Uh, Bajant, like the secret agent. They call they were going to change his name to or change his number to 007. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, green light tight ends. These are going to be come as a shocker for you. Guys. These are these are just going to oh, you'll never you'll be never, you'll never, never, never in a million years no, be never. able to guess on my green light tight ends. <laughs> Mark Andrews. Oh, Dalton Kincaid. Oh, Sam Laporta. Wow. And Trey McBride. Shocker. Um, those are my guys. Those have been my guys since preseason. The only person that I was all over preseason, not on this list, is Greg Dulcich, and he has lived on the IR. Um, but those four, those are my guys. I think my guys are going to show out for me this week. I love the Bills bounce back, prime time. Um, I, I just think in order for that team, with how many injuries they've sustained on the defensive side of the ball, Allen's going to have to play like an MVP if they want to make the playoffs. They are going to make the playoffs, so uh, you're going to start seeing some big-time offensive games from the Bills and just kind of trying to win shootouts. So uh, if Kincaid figured something out, give me him. Andrews as well. Ravens continue to figure it out on offense, and he's going to continue to get big-time touchdown numbers because of it. Laporta, I've already said that, that, uh, that Lions game script of just beating the shit out of the Raiders on – uh, prime time and then Trey McBride Ertz goes down it's his time to shine I just want to see Trey continue to get better each and each week he is a serious receiving threat that rounds out my green light tight ends I can't hear you sorry I had a noisy truck next to me I, I decided to go uh, mute but uh calls uh, yes, uh, great squad of tight ends you got there uh, each Beautiful. week. It's it's it's, it's great. Um, so my green light tight end, um, Shane, you know this uh, guy very well, is Jake Ferguson. 
Um, Jake Ooh. Ferguson is uh, it's strange because last week he had a or last game only one catch for 15 yards. Uh, but Ferguson is tied uh, on the team, th- third on the team for targets, I think, uh, with 20, 29 targets. Uh, and he's just kind of a go-to target for Dak Prescott. And the Los Angeles Rams are allowing the fifth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I really like Jake Ferguson this week if, I, uh, if I'm struggling at tight end. And he's on the waiver wire. I'm picking him up and putting him in my lineup. Yeah. Hey, and sneaky, like he's top 10 in red zone targets in the league, not even just, I mean, so he's, they look for him in there. I uh, was contemplating putting him on my board. Let's go. Let's put him on my board. Ferguson, (laughs) join the squad. Why not? Add him to the list. Number five. Let's just round it up to 10. Get it up to even 10. Might as well put Kelsey on there, right? Yeah. Ah, Fuck Kelsey. Uh, all right, Shane, what do you got for green? All right, I got to go with Kincaid, too, because I was the number two fan in the preseason of Dalton Kincaid, so I'm definitely going with him now that he is the guy. And then I'm going I'm going to go back to Michael Mayer. And with okay. Jimmy G okay. back, you know, he had a great game. People are going to forget about, you know, that uh, 13 or 14 PPR points he had two weeks ago when he finished as a top five tight end when Jimmy G uh, was back playing. So I think Jimmy G is in for sure. Mayer is back to a good week this week. Nice. Yeah, um, I like that. I think game script to them being down uh, in Detroit, they're going to have to throw a lot. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think they're all done. Huh? Q&A? Yep. Yeah, no, I was just saying that about does it for our uh, red light, green light for week eight. Um, and we're going to get to this uh, portion of the episode where we highlight all of the questions and comments that you guys have so generously added to the comments section. So for some up, reason, man. I just like had a impulsive like I just felt like we Q&A? needed. Yeah, Q&A? we need a we need a and a segue and it has to some Something has to do with the peanut butter jelly time song. We got to tie okay. that in. We got to yeah, tie maybe that in. Shane could, uh, Shane could sing a song peanut called butter uh, peanut, butter time, peanut, butter peanut, peanut Butter Flapjack. Peanut Butter Flapjack. Peanut Butter Flapjack. Peanut Butter Jelly Time. Peanut Butter Jelly Time. Peanut Butter Jelly Time. Peanut Butter Jelly all right. Um, well, we again, we appreciate everybody for joining and uh, watching along and adding in their comments and questions. Uh, we appreciate you guys very, very much. Um, Coles, you want to start popping them up on the screen there? Hello, everyone from Albert. Albert. Big Al. What's going on, brother? Uh, B Cork 100, as always. Frank the Dank, where Frank is Dank. Sam? Uh, shout um, out to a previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, Danny Cousins. Here we go, Danny. What's up, Danny. Um, What's going on, brother? Uh, love the show. Only recommendation is maybe try to keep shows at a minute mark. Honestly, this is the only show that tends to go over. Uh, that's just because we have good conversation and we're not trying to rush it. Uh, so red light, green light will spill over. But to be yeah. honest, like it's just all good stuff. It's our best show. So, yeah. yeah vital, I mean, vital information for the roadies yeah. out there with this episode. So uh, we yeah. felt that it was appropriate. Yep. Um, who wins trade? Adams for Brees Hall and Josh Palmer. Uh, Brees Hall and Josh Palmer, 10 out of 10, guaranteed. Yes. Um, regardless, honestly, of how 
Devonta finishes the year, even if he bounces back. I, I, Brees Hall is a bona fide superstar in my especially, mind. Especially, especially if uh, Dalvin Cook gets uh, traded. I know he's kind of a non-factor anybody anyway, but uh, if he gets traded and Brees gets literally all of the work, uh, he, yeah, Brees he Hall basically is. I, yeah, I know, but I get your point, but he yeah. that's irrelevant in me, to my mind. You know what I mean? Like he's literally he's a stud. His his yeah. output is a stud and his his target share is as well. And that home. jet schedule is about to be really nice. They're getting ready to play a bunch of bottom level teams. So yeah. getting now. Yeah, thank, Brees thank Hall is question, the best. At, at one point, at one point, uh Devonte Adams was looked at as the best player in this trade. I think it's Brees Hall, um, the way that he's shown in bounce back from that injury. And then Palmer, honestly, I could see those two having similar ish numbers. Uh, I don't, I'm not a huge Devonte guy rest of the season truck. You are breaking up Casey. Yeah, thank was, you. That was um, earlier. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. Yes. Anytime that happens and you guys uh, are noticing a, a, a lag or a, a poor audio situation, please let us know. And, I will try to do my best at figuring it out. It did get better as the episode went on. Frank the Dank says he's at a small town truck shop in Rayville, Louisiana. Shout out! I Randall. wish. I wish uh, I was in Louisiana. Vikings kicker sucks. True. This is funny, actually. Um, <laughs> Frank the Dank and I were watching that game together, and he was like so confused. He's like, "Is this kicker gonna get released?" And I was like, "Oh no, he's got some good built up equity with the team." But anyways, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, if you choose, if you have to choose one to keep the rest of the season, Garrett Wilson, DJ Moore, or Christian Kirk, man, choose one. This is yeah. tough. This is tough. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, okay. Wait, let me hear what you guys have to say. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning, leaning Christian Kirk, but I don't like it. Oh, that's what my first, that's where I first went. First instinct for me was Kirk as well. That was me too. Yeah. And it's hard to believe that. Yeah. The Jags are, the Jags are a good team. I think they're what they're five and two right now. Um, You know, and I think they're going to keep winning games and Kirk is the go-to receiver for Trevor Lawrence. So I think it gets better for them and Kirk is going to be very heavily involved. And uh, I mean, DJ Moore, we saw what he did early on and Garrett Wilson is somehow still putting together a good season, even with Zach Wilson. So I, I don't feel great about it, but it's Christian Kirk. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going Kirk there. Just that was my first instinct and I'm glad you guys have the same. B cork. Thank you guys for all your hard work from the Coles conspiracy to the Shane O'Mac shockers to the boom shakalakas. You guys have my support. And of course by a field goal. Um, Shout out yeah. to uh, that old episode where it calls every game that calls picked. He said by a field goal. <laughs> B cork is a loyal roadie. We appreciate you. B cork. B cork's going to be one of those guys postseason when we have a little bit of time to, uh, you know, figure out the next season that we're going to need to reach out to and see, just what do what what do we want more of? What are the roadies? You know, he he's been a day one. That's um, you know we appreciate his opinion. So shout out people. Definitely, Danny Cousins need two PPR running backs: King Henry, DeAndre Swift, James Cook, and Pacheco. Hmm. Well, for sure, definitely Pacheco. Pacheco, uh, for me, without a doubt, playing the Denver Broncos, he's definitely one of those. But uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? 
It, between me, it's it's I'm having a ch- tough choice between Pacheco and James Cook. I would sit Henry. Um, Pacheco didn't have a great game against Denver last two weeks ago. He because I remember he was on my green light list, but uh, he did not have a great game. But um, it's Swift for me for sure, and then maybe a slight lean to Pacheco over Cook. Yeah, uh, same thing, Swift. For sure. And then I'm probably slightly to cook over Pacheco. Um, yeah. Just because. Yeah. Okay. 12 team, Zabby. half PPR, six and one, Zabby, um, with Hertz, CMC, B Hall, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews. That team's fucking stacked. Well, yeah, congrats to being six and one. You have a me? great, you have a great team. I, I don't know how this shit. twelve team is a twelve team. Oh, your, your league mates are your league mates are, Chase, are idiots. DMC or, and AJ Brown are all first rounders. Could be a keeper league. Yeah, it's got to be. Just questions yeah. at flex. Flowers, Edwards, Hunt, and Higgins. Um, I know Shana Mack mentioned Edwards, so I'm interested to hear what he says here. But I'm going. Flowers. Flowers. I'm going flowers. With flowers as well. Yeah. Flowers for me. Yep. Although, I mean, regardless of where you go between Gus Edwards and Flowers, I think Edwards still has a good game, but Flowers for sure. Mm-hmm. Boom shakalaka. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Flowers it is. Uh Lex, plant some trees. Um, let's Lex plant some trees. Love I it. um Love it. returning. Returning commenter for sure. Hey guys, yes. thank uh, you for would you all start Love or Howell this week? Good question. Um, let's start with you, Truck. You were I'm going Love, and I don't love it. Oh, um, I'm going. I'm going Love as well, and I do love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I love Love. I love. 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 We love Love, love over love. here. I love Love. I love yeah. that. I have Kenneth Montgomery Jones and B Robert running back. I got offered Taylor Fryuk. Uh, you have Walker, David Montgomery, Montgomery Aaron, Jones. Aaron Jones. Well, I'd be curious to see who else you have at wide receiver. I agree because you're giving up Ayuk. I agree because long term, I think you're good when Montgomery gets back. And honestly, yeah. at that same time, Jones will probably be healthy. So you'll, you know, if you need a win now, then I think, yeah, you you do need an RB two. I don't Definitely. love B Rob, but if you're on pace to make the playoffs and you're not deep at wide receiver, then hang on to Ayuk um, and s- just start B Rob. I, I know we're all, he was our trifecta run, red light running back, but you know if you're not in desperate need for a win this week, then I wouldn't do it. I, I just think you can get by with B Rob. From yeah, he's a, not going to give you a goose egg. From a workload standpoint, and then keep your wide receiver depth. But, yeah, I think context matters on this one. Definitely. All right, let's go to MGJMHK. Mm-hmm. Half PPR. Should I trade Ford for Najee straight up since he is injured? What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I'd do it. So he's got three more weeks without Ford. Not sure what he's like when he comes back week one. Um, Najee's going to be in a similar split as Ford could be with Hunt. Um, 
Najee's got the goal line role, I think, at least in that split. So especially if you're not in a great record, I would take that upgrade over for the next three weeks. Yeah. Uh, sadly, that is that is my opinion as well. I just I hate Najee with a passion. I just hate him. So Casey Martin, shout out Casey. PPR Casey. pick pick two. Nico Metcalf, Pittman Dobbs. Um, all right, uh, let's go. I'll go first. I'm going Nico. One hundred percent. And I am going not. Pittman. I don't want I don't want a piece a lot of more. That Saints defense is still good regardless of giving up 31 points. Yeah. Um and the Metcalf for me, Nico and Metcalf. If he plays. Yeah, I think it's a couple interrelated things. Like we got to know A is Metcalf playing, B is Christian Watson not playing. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I probably go Nico and Dobbs because I think Watson's out and I think Metcalf. I don't know. I don't know that he's 100% healthy. Do you? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I completely forgot about Watson missing. Um, but yeah, you're, yeah, Nico and Dobbs. Uh, let's go, Danny Cousins. What's going on, Danny? Love the Gus call. I was debating him versus Mixon PPR. This one goes to Shane. Yeah. It's, he would be one of the guys that that's why he's a shocker. I'd start him over Mixon. Yeah. Shocker of the week. Just Josh. All right, Josh, just traded Komet and Shahid for Kittle and Rondell Moore. 20-man redraft PPR. That's so crazy. Wow. Um, my roster is Russ, JT, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk, Komet, now Kittle, and Jacoby Myers. Just traded Komet and Shahid for Kittle and Rondell Moore. That's a pretty good roster for a 20-man. Yeah, and I yeah. like I like the Kittle Rondell Moore side of the trade. I mean, yeah, especially because you have a great wide receiving core in a twenty man redraft with Tyreek, Christian Kirk, and Jacoby Myers. So yes, that was yep. a good trade. Yeah, great trade. Kittle is the best player in that um, in that trade. I mean, Komet's just gonna struggle unless Justin Fields is playing and playing well. And do we see that the rest of this? fantasy regular season we'll find out but i don't know shahid looks Damn good right, but will. you know i, I don't see it shahid's a boom bust you have better options yep do i go for henderson he got moved back down to the practice squad on monday not worried about that uh and i don't know if he's going to be it going to keep being the back for them uh yeah he is so but i don't know if i drop him or not because if i drop henderson he ends up being the starter uh, he is going to be the starter. So yes. that was just a move to, um, you know, get as many um, options on the uh, team for this week as possible. But Henderson's going to be elevated and he's going to start. Mm-hmm. Should I trade away Ravens defense for Eagles defense? I like the Ravens D better, but their playoff schedule is worse. Ravens defense right now, these next three weeks, I think they are. They are the number one defense, and then their next three weeks, they have at Cardinals. I love that matchup for them. Next week is at home against the Seahawks. They can make Geno Smith uh, get uh, a little frustrated, and then they have the Browns at home as well. So I honestly like all three of those matchups. Like if Deshaun – whether Deshaun is there or not, if it's P.J. Walker, I love that at home. Yeah. 
you know, home Ravens. I don't know. I like the Ravens. What are the what are the weeks games. that you're looking at? I just like these next three games for the Ravens. Like they're yeah. the number one defense, and they have a good three games coming up. So, can you look up real quick if you have it in front of you the um, the schedule for 14, 15, and sixteen? Who the who these two teams are playing? I can look at it. And while you look at that, like I also I don't mind the trade for the Eagles defense also because like uh so they're really great against the run, number one against the run. I think they're gonna be getting better against the pass as the year goes on. They just made a trade for an all pro um safety from Tennessee. So they're gonna improve things on the secondary, I think, as the year goes on. Yeah. Yeah, because to me, if if the Eagles definitely have a better playoff schedule, and it's it's noticeably a better playoff schedule, then yes, you should trade for the Eagles defense if you're gearing up for the playoffs, and you're definitely going to make the playoffs. Because if even in a bad matchup, you can stream someone else. But the Eagles defense has uh, been killer lately, so yeah, I would trade the Ravens for the Eagles in that case. The last three weeks, the two weeks of the season is Giants and Cardinals for the Eagles. Ooh, giddy up, nice. I don't know yeah. though. Like I just I really like the next the next three weeks for the Ravens. So like I'm just not inclined to trade for eight weeks from now. I'd rather look at the next three games in front of me. So I personally am keeping the Ravens. Defenses are crazy, dude. Like I'm just going with the hot defense right now. Yeah. And I'm going with I'm not trying to project eight weeks out quite yet. Um, give me the next three weeks. I love those matchups, so I'm keeping the Ravens just because of that. But um, nice pod. Should I start Mixon versus San Francisco or Tank Dell Panthers flex PPR spot? Mac, Mac? Dagwood. Mac love, Dagwood. Love that name. Another. Uh, another. Is he a first timer? I I have I have don't think I've ever seen Mac Dagwood, but I'm glad I'm seeing it now. Welcome and uh, thank you for joining. I just yeah. remember telling someone that regardless of their teams, like one in five, they have a winning name, and I love their name. Yeah. And, and hey, real, something like real that. Quick, uh, hey, everyone out there that's still listening, also thumbs up the video. Just it takes one second while you're here. Just thumbs up it for us if you would. Sorry, yeah, it ahead. really helps. Shane, I appreciate that because I'm so bad at plugging that so thank yeah you. shane the uh the the marketing manager for the road show i love it mac dagwood um, first timer let's give him an answer here because yeah he for me it's it's tank dell and it's not even close loss. tank dell all the way joe mixon i he's on my red light list going against san francisco he's been terrible lately um you know the Bengals have not been running the ball well and tank dell um i know he was injured and they're coming off the bye week i think take dell eats this week uh, i think he sure as hell gets more points than than joe mixon so Tank Dell all day. Yep, agree. All right, Colts, um, what do we got next? One second. <laughs> Bronson. How? How? Hell? Oh yep. yeah, Bronson. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, sorry, Bronson. I'm gonna get to. I'm, I'm gonna need to know how to say your last name. Hey, right, Bronson. Ready? Hey. Heyo. Hey, oh, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Bronson, hey, oh, uh, trade Waddle and Sutton or Addison for Devontae Adams? Trade Waddle and Sutton. I think he probably meant to say for Addison, for Addison and Devontae Adams. 
No, uh, I think it was Waddle and another player for Devonta. So whether that's Sutton or Addison. Oh, oh Waddle, I Waddle see. So and one either... of them for Devonta. Okay, I think you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's what I have there. I don't I don't I don't think so. I think you keep your wide receiver depth. Waddle I agree. Yeah, it, Devontae Adams has not been doing well, and uh, if you're going to be trading away all those pieces, you can do better. He can start five. So he has Chase, A.J. Brown, Amon Ra, Thomas, and Tank. I'm starting A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, and Amon Ra. And Waddle. Automatically. And, and then Waddle is my number four. And Addison. Automatically. And then, yeah, Addison or Sutton. Uh, yeah, that's a solid yeah. five. I, I'm key. I'm staying put, Bronson. You're A-O. Your team's A-O-K. solid. A okay, Bronson. Yeah, okay. go Saints. Who that? Addison or DJ Moore? Full PPR. B Corp. Jordan Addison. Guy. Jordan yeah. Addison is the yeah. answer here. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be throwing a lot this game against Green Bay. They're going to be trying to get that early lead. And uh, DJ Moore, uh, you just can't trust him with uh, a good old tea bag. Tea bag. Yeah. Eight man, half PPR, can only start two. One flex, one wide receiver. CD Lamb, Waddle, JT, Brees Hall, Jordan Addison. Wow. Mike 32, um, thank you for joining. These eight man teams, man, or eight man leagues. You just have <laughs> I didn't so- realize, first of all, let me say this. I didn't realize there were so many eight man leagues. I am commissioner of my own eight man league, and I was. Like, dude, I guess nobody does this because this is brutal. Yeah, so, but brutal. we get a lot of uh, eight-man questions and people bragging about eight-man auto-draft leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, so what's your answer here, Culls? Can only start two. One flex, one wide receiver. My wide receiver is CD Lamb, green light. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just an auto-start over those two. Um, and then Jets... Jets, Giants, tough game. Um, Colts have Saints. I don't like that matchup either. I go Waddle. Jordan Addison. No, I go Waddle because I don't like that. I, I I would go Jordan Addison, but as I said earlier, I think the Packers win that game. I have Kirk on red light. I I, I don't like that uh, matchup. However, I think his his floor is very high, so uh, I, I would start him anyways in pretty much any spot, but. I do like Waddle. I, I like CD and Waddle. Those two are just, in my mind, uh, in a different tier. Ish. Mike, just keep it. Uh, keep an eye on Waddle. Make sure his back's okay. Like from yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Yep. Mike, thirty-two. I am Mike, and I am thirty-two. Lex, <laughs> plant some trees. Drop Pitts or Kincaid for Chuba, Cam Anchors, or Tank Dell in a ten-man league. Drop Pitts or Kincaid for Chuba. Definitely not Kincaid. Not Kincaid. Drop Pitts. If you have Kincaid, you're good. And to pick up either Chuba, Akers, or Tank Dell, depending on – Or keep two tight ends. Or keep two tight ends. No, I I would not keep two tight ends. Um, But depending on the rest rest of your roster, Lex, do you need – are you in need of more running backs or wide receivers? Because that, to me, determines whether you go Chuba or Akers – or Tank Dell. I like Tank Dell, and if you're in need of a wide receiver, I'd go him. But otherwise... You say you're quick to say no two tight ends, which I agree with almost always, but I would take two tight ends over Cam Akers 100%. Um, the other two, depending on needs, I would maybe go Chuba or Tank Dell, but I, I'm not 
I just I would try to aggressively trade one of those two, even if it's Kincaid after a good week. Like I'm just not. I don't think Cam Akers is worth more than Pitts and Kincaid, both no startable yeah, tight fair. ends. Uh, like I would flex those two over Acres ten out of ten times, but mm-hmm. uh, I understand Chuber Tank Dell. So yeah, it depends if you need the depth, whether it's running back or, or wide receiver. Yeah. Um, first timer, we already did that one. Sorry, Kittle or Kincaid. <laughs> it's only fitting for us to end the stream stream uh, one hundred, the official hundredth episode with a B cork with a B cork question. So Kittle or Kincaid. Ugh. I'm going Shane O'Mac on this one first. Yeah, Shane. Shane, set the record straight. Who are you going, Kittle or Kincaid? God. Okay, so if there is no Debo Samuel, this is why I said last week, no Debo, yeah, smart. Kittle, Kittle 100%. Um, so you may have to just see tomorrow. Debo did not practice today. So, but tomorrow, if he doesn't practice again, I know you're going to be cork. You're going to have to make this call before tomorrow night's game since Kincaid plays Thursday night football. If, he does, if Debo does not practice Thursday at all, I would assume he's out and I go Kittle. If he gets a limited practice in, I would go Kincaid over Kittle. Uh, I just want B Cork to be be one be be a be a true roadie and ride with Kittle with Kincaid with us this week. <laughs> um, I I do it. I don't know that it matters that Darnold is starting for, for the 49ers this week, to be honest, like it probably doesn't matter that much, but that plays into it as well for me. I just think we're going to see Kincaid again, uh, prime time, short week. You know, I I think he's going to get fed. Um, Is it safe to say, can I say for one, is it safe to say that Kittle has the higher ceiling and Kincaid has the higher floor? Would you guys agree with that statement? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. But if Cade, Cade gets in the end zone, his ceiling's pretty high, too. You know, I mean, yeah, you saw what the higher ceiling is with Kittle in that Dallas game. Three touchdowns. So three touchdowns, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's in the card. I mean, it could be. I just don't uh, project that for Cade, oh, but. We got a couple more. Uh, sorry, B Cork. <laughs> Add one. Ask one more question so you can be the last. At the end. At uh, the end. Mac Dagwood. My running back Mac. plus spots are Deonta Foreman running back one, Gibbs running back two. Should I leave that or put Mixon in? No, I think we all agree. Foreman, Gibbs, um, Dagwood. Do not cuck B Cork and ask another question. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we're hey, excited Mac, to see you around. You have a great Mac, name. If, uh, Mac, if you have any other questions and we're not live on YouTube, hit us up on Twitter uh, at any point in time, and we will talk to you in length. Uh, go very far in depth with your lineup and help you out. Hell yeah. Is giving up JT and Jamison Williams too much for Eckler? Travis Dobson, what's going on, brother? JT and Williams, too much for Eckler? I'm going to I'm, I'm say no. Uh, that's my initial reaction is no. And that is because I personally believe that Zach Moss is not going to get shelved. Uh, we saw... Um, each week we kept thinking that his role was going to be diminished and diminished and diminished, but he had 18 carries alongside Jonathan Taylor last week. So Jonathan Taylor, uh, yes, their Colts are going to run a lot and Taylor is a great running back, but Eckler is, uh, you know, I don't know. And as I say that, I just remember uh, um, 
what's his name? Uh, the backup running back for the Chargers, who every week Josh Kelly, out, every Josh week, Kelly. every week that Eckler was out, Josh Kelly goes out there and puts up a dud, and then Eckler's back and Josh Kelly puts up a touchdown, and it just it makes no sense to me. I don't want to believe it, and I'm not going to. I'd rather have Eckler than JT and Jameson. What do you? What about you, Shane? I'm a little bit concerned Eckler with a second ankle issue. I think JT's about to take off. I agree. Uh, I think Zach Moss, he missed practice today, didn't participate at all. I don't know what's going on there, but I don't think it matters. I think he's about ready to take off. Ooh, Travis Dobson is wearing a Ezekiel Elliott Cowboys jersey. So nice. You nice. might have just become best friends with Shane O'Mac. Ryan's best friend <laughs> is Jacoby Myers, so he is off limits. Travis Dobson. Um, trade Joe Mixon and James Cook for Eckler. Oh, Dylan, wow. Dylan Fink, thank, thank you for uh, thank you Australia. Yeah. Shane O'Mac, although he may look Australian, he is not Australian. Right, Shane no. O'Mac? <laughs> I believe I would to trade Joe Mixon and James Cook for Austin Eckler. Yeah, but a shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah. Well, we'll work on that a little more. Yeah, um, Travis, so glad to have you from Australia. We uh, that's we, we, awesome. We definitely, that is awesome. Um, we definitely need uh, more Australian listeners. So uh, appreciate appreciate it. But Dylan, Mixon, Fink, thank you Mixon for coming and back. Cook for Eckler. <laughs> I like that trade. I love that. I know that was a That's horrible. A horrible I know it was more. <laughs> it was more English as I was getting into it. It was more English. I, think. I used to uh, when I was in grade school. I gave a presentation on Steve Irwin, and I did a full Steve Irwin accent. And That's I haven't incredible. done it in a long time, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I might bring that back one time. Yeah, maybe uh, Travis, 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 if, we, if, if yeah, we see in the comments post. again, we're gonna truck is gonna be on oh, the road Roy? driving oh, his eighteen wheeler, just like. Thanks, guys. Nice to be here. Um, yeah, he's going to be – Chuck's going to be behind the wheel just practicing that for really all day tomorrow. So yep, yep. maybe next week if we see in the comments again, we'll bust out. Maybe Steve come Irwin. come hang out with us for tomorrow's uh, yeah. Thursday night football stream while we're just hanging out, chit-chatting. Yeah. I do like that trade, by the way. I, that's the trade <laughs> I would do it. for Eckler. Yes. Love it. Awesome. Um, so B Cork signing us out. Buckle the truck up. Buckle this was an awesome the episode. Truck up. Had a lot of fun uh, looking forward <laughs> to the future. And uh, I guess not buckle up yet, but Ryan, want to sign us out? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to take this time to thank everybody for joining. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, click the bell for future notifications. Uh, when we go live, we usually don't give a lot of heads up. So stay tuned. Um, we are going live tomorrow night for the Thursday night football game. The Bills are taking on who calls? Who are the Bills playing? Bucks, Bucks. Yeah. Bills, yep. Bucks. Tomorrow night we'll be live. Come hang out with us. It's more, much more of a casual stream. Uh, it isn't a, that much of a structured pod, but um, come hang out with us. Ask us questions. Come and uh, come and chill. But um, other than that, follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Roadshow. Uh, I am at Fantasy underscore Trucker. Shane is at S McCormick underscore FF. Coles at Coles underscore Sports. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.rule1proteins.com, enter promo code ROADIES40 at checkout for 40% off. If you guys are just looking to get back in the gym or just looking to re-up your supplement game, they got everything you need. Go check them out. It's a great company, great products there. You won't be disappointed. 
Um, and other than that, boys, congrats on a 100 episode. And uh, hey, hey, B Cork, buckle the truck up, bro. <laughs>